Hello, Heidi here. Just wanted to pop in and let you know that the doors to my signature programme, Get Your Life Back, are reopening um, at the beginning of September. And if you want it in, you need to be quick. So click the link below to find out more. How you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, the podcast that helps you if you're secretly struggling, pushing through overwhelm and exhaustion, but you don't want to give up on any of your dreams and goals. You just want to stop killing yourself in the process of trying to get there. So in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about why I don't teach stress relief techniques. And this will surprise a lot of people because it might look like Mm, that's exactly what I do because my voice is soothing. The one minute mark tends to make you feel better. I'm a trained Zen yoga teacher, so I can do that. But this is why I deliberately don't. Number one, if you are who my work is for, you're very much like me, but where I was before I worked out how to not be stuck in frustrating, overwhelm, making myself ill, basically killing myself because I wouldn't refuse to give up on any of my dreams. So if you're like me, then if you if I give you stress relief techniques, that's just going to prolong the agony. Now, that might sound counterintuitive, but bear with me. So if I go back to a story. So You may or may not have heard this before. I hope you're sitting comfortably. So I trained and ran for a half marathon and I'm not built like a runner. I mean, I run and my partner laughs and that's okay Um, because I laugh too. So it's fine. Uh, But yeah, he says I'm like I run in slow motion, which is kind of true because when I go to run, I mean, I can run and I'm fit, but it's like I don't have that elegant bouncy deer like you know he's a sprinter and I'm just a kind of I don't know it doesn't matter how good my running technique is it doesn't matter what I do he thinks I run like the bionic woman you know like in this slow motion which is really really funny and yesterday in the woods we were practicing trying to get me to run like a sprinter and I wear wellies in the woods because I wear barefoot wellies where it's always you know dog as a dog walker in England you pretty much live in wellies, right? Because we get rain and mud. But um, anyway, so yeah, we're trying to get me to sprint and I'm in wellies. Well, you can imagine. It was funny. Anyway, back to the story. So as a person not really built for running, I had a glass of wine with a good friend. This is years and years ago and signed up to a cross-country half marathon. At the time, I was running um, 3k, 5k quite happily. But an off-road half marathon is a big deal. So I had that joyous thing when you spend the next six months planning out this training, which was great because I got to spend more time with this friend. And it's really, I love having a goal and, you know, going all in on it. And so basically I overtrained. That's what happened. I overtrained because I, there's a point where you kind of get a bit stuck in your training. I think it's about 8k or something I can't remember what it is anyway and I I did a good training session 
running along a canal path. And then two days later, because I met my friend for a training session, I pushed it. And she said I was running funny and it's because I was, I was tired. My body needed it to, to rest and that I didn't have a big enough rest period, which is not, you know, athletes know about resting. And I was like, no, I'm just going to run anyway. It was sunny and it was nice to see her. But the thing is, she's super fit. She is built for triathlons. I don't know if she's built for them. She just does them. I don't know. She's like superwoman for this kind of stuff. Whereas I'm just like, I don't know, more more laid back or my, or I just do things in a different way. But anyway, I ran with her. I overtrained. I damaged my, what did I damage? I don't know, some part of my legs. And the half marathon was in like three or four weeks time. And well, I can't quit. I don't know about you, but if I've set my heart on something, I'm like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And at the time, I worked in an acupuncture clinic with, you know, osteopaths and all sorts of lovely people. And a friend of mine was an osteopath. And she said, um, what did she say? She said, I don't want to patch you back up to send you into the race because you're into yourself. But I know that you're going to do that anyway. So she did kind of help me, but she was like, you shouldn't be running. And I also, I think I also went, I might even have gone to the doctor, which is a rare event for me. And they were just like, not patching you up. Oh no, that was, that was a windsurfing incident. So in my twenties, I used to windsurf a lot and I, what happened? I don't know. I, I was going inshore and I didn't realize I was going inshore really fast. I was having so much fun. I was so excited and I didn't realize the tide had gone right out and I was suddenly in the shallows and I went forward off the front of my board and I, I tipped my foot in a way that ripped the ligaments and I thought I'd broken my foot because I woke up the next day and oh my goodness and I thought I'd broken my foot so we went to casualty and they said you haven't broken your foot but you've torn ligaments which take a long long time to heal so I'm not giving you any painkillers because I know what you'll do you'll take the painkillers and you'll get straight back on that board and the person was right so I had to have no painkillers and just listen to the pain and rest and fortunately I rested enough to heal ligaments because if you don't let things like ligaments heal you can be in a lot of trouble anyway so that's another occasion of like no, we're not going to support you and enable you to go out there and do more. So these are two things, aren't they? Um, where if if I'd I could have just like patched myself up to get back into the fray. That's what I'm talking about with stress relief. So with the with the running, I did go and do it, and I did complete it in a terrible running style. And I remember running, running, walking with this weird style because I was in absolute agony. And this person just kind of walked around with me and he said, you don't want to push it because you'll really severely injure yourself because he was talking from experience, of course. And what did I do? I pushed it and I did a lot of damage and it, it took me years to sort that out. Years. Anyway, the point is, it would have been better for me to have rested and changed my approach. Because it wasn't that it was going to be impossible for me to achieve the goals. It was just that I was going about it in a very forceful, bashy, I'm not stopping. I'm doing this. I love living to the full because I just get very excited and passionate about things and nothing was going to stop me. And that's pretty much what happened with my career because I had lots of exciting opportunities and I just went for them all. And I and I couldn't find a way to do it where because I've got energy from doing the things but exhaustion from the way I was doing them. 
So this is my problem. If you're like me, if I give you stress relief techniques, it will enable you to prolong your period of burnout because it will stop you burning out as quickly, but it will also stop you having to face the habits and beliefs that are keeping you stuck in a life that doesn't work for you. It's a bit, it's the same as um, time management. So if you get more productive, but you're this kind of person who's going to push themselves this hard, all that happens is if you can get more done, you do more. You don't go, oh, brilliant. I've done all of my stuff in three hours rather than eight because I've been super focused and now I'm going to have some fun and rest. No, you just go, what's next? What can I do next? Who can I help? What other dream? Oh, maybe I can do that as well. Is this ringing a bell? It's what I'm like. I have to just completely calm myself down and go, okay, what's most important here? What's most important here? What's most important here? What's most important here? And for me, when I set up this business, this business right now that produces this podcast for you, I set it up as the vehicle which would enable me to have no choice but to listen to my body and stop making myself sick to achieve my dreams. I deliberately set it up that way so that as a person of integrity, I have to keep coming back to myself because I am walking the walk. Everything I say, everything I share with you, I do. Everything. I test it out on myself first, then I test it out with clients and um, and then it gets, it evolves until it becomes something that's really, really like a sharp um, tool. So it actually goes to the heart of the problem. And that's when things become these tiny, huge life changing practices because they're they're just very deep. They're very small. So they fit into your life. But they and you control the pace of the depth because you don't want wild disruptions because wild disruption is just going to cause you more stress. So it's like, let's go straight to the heart of the matter. It's worth investing investing this time in because it will have a huge impact, but I can control the pace of change. And that for me is the only way I can do things. And that's how I work. So I do not teach stress relief techniques. And if if you're here listening to this podcast because it makes you feel better, that's okay. But I just want you to be aware that the purpose of it is not to make you feel better so that you feel a bit more relaxed and then you can go out and kill yourself for your dreams because it doesn't work. You can't kill yourself for your dreams. By definition, that is an oxymoron. You cannot do it. You just you can't because if you've injured yourself or harmed yourself on the way to your dreams, you didn't get your dream. What you got was a goal, an external goal, but you're missing out in it. You're not in the goal because you've put yourself to one side in order to achieve that. So I don't teach stress relief techniques. That's why I don't teach yoga anymore. Well, there's lots of reasons why I don't teach yoga anymore, even more than why, because I can teach. I don't teach yoga because it's not, a for me, it's not a one to many. And I'm passionate about getting my message out and helping as many people as I can. And some people teach online yoga, but yeah, that's not for me either. You can see the previous episode about that. but. Yeah, stress relief, just feel better, patch yourself up and go back into the frame. Fray? Frame? Fray. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you that. You're not having that. You need to examine 
your beliefs. You need to examine and listen to the thoughts that you're telling yourself that you have to do it in this forceful way that's that's breaking you. Stop breaking yourself. It's not necessary. And all of the symptoms of stress are there to help you and guide you back to yourself and your own way of doing things. That's it. So getting rid of the stress gets rid of your guidance system. And that, you know, for some people, I don't know these people because I don't work with these people. I'm assuming that somewhere there are people who aren't so hell bent on their dreams that they'll destroy themselves in the process and therefore stress relief for them is like makes sense you know I don't know because I don't work with those people but I'm assuming that because I wouldn't assume that my work is for everyone because it's not it's for a very very particular group of people so for you if this sounds like you you cannot have the one minute mark in order to reduce your stress the one minute mark might make you feel better and sometimes it won't make you feel better because it's not designed to make you feel better. It is it is my primary go-to do this first technique for getting you out of your head into your body and listening, listening to your body completely neutrally so you drop the judgment because when you drop the judgment and you get curious, there's your ease. So the ease isn't coming just from the fact that the one minute mark can, but doesn't always, activate your parasympathetic nervous system. It might do, it might not, but it's not designed to do anything because it's not goal orientated because you spend all day achieving. So the one minute mark is your practicing not achieving and noticing how that feels just for a minute, just for one minute. And if you haven't got one minute, I can't help you. Literally, I can't help you if you're not prepared to invest one minute in yourself. Wow. I've been there. Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt. So get hold of the one minute mark. It's just below here. Um, And yeah, it's not a stress relief technique. Let me know what it does for you. Get curious. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidimark.co.uk.